Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Wednesday, March 10th. Today on the show, we got a lot of hoops to talk about on Wednesday evening. The Nashville Predators suffer yet another major injury. I have some advice for Josh Heupel on how to sell his program right now to both fans and recruits. But we begin with the big news from the Tennessee Titans as it pertains to Malcolm Butler and the franchise tag. The 440 is built every morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. All of their work is absolutely ridiculous. Kitchens, bathrooms, suites, outdoor living spaces, custom garages, it's all amazing. My wife and I find ourselves just scrolling through their outdoor spaces every day. We don't even need to watch renovation TV shows anymore. We just go scroll through their work and that gives us our fix. Check them out. BuildKG.com is the website. That's where you'll find all the really good stuff that they do. You can also check them out on Facebook as well, at BuildKG. Their work speaks for itself. So despite not knowing what the salary cap would be, because the NFL simply hasn't figured it out yet, it's based on future revenue and that's all relatively unknown, the franchise tag deadline came and went on Tuesday in the league. The Titans did not use the franchise tag for any players, which means that all of the key pieces that they need to try to bring back will go to free agency. It's disappointing to some degree because tight end is a great position to use the tag, and Jonu Smith is a great candidate to be tagged. The hope is that the Titans are so confident that they can reach a contract agreement with Smith that they simply don't feel the need to tag him. At least, this should be the fans' hope. But that wasn't the end of the big news for the Titans on Tuesday. The team decided to cut cornerback Malcolm Butler. The 31-year-old veteran was one of the best defensive players on the team last year, but the cap flexibility was too attractive for John Robinson. Butler would have made about $14 million this season, which would have been the fourth year of the five-year $61 million deal that he signed as a free agent with the team back in 2018. The decision frees up a little over $10 million and moves the Titans' total available cap space to roughly $20 million, depending on where the final cap numbers land. With Desmond King slated to become a free agent, and now Butler cut, Adoree Jackson and Christian Fulton are your starting cornerbacks currently, and both dealt with various ailments last year that kept them from contributing much at all. The flexibility in free agency and in the draft is the reason to do this, and it makes sense. It's the why but it does not make this team better in the short term. The Titans now just have another major hole that they need to plug via free agency or the draft. Now they just have an extra $10 million to go about doing that. So I had an idea about Tennessee Volunteers football and Josh Heupel and how to market their product over the next six or seven months. In the evolving landscape of college football, where so many new things are at play, I feel like this is an opportunity because Tennessee doesn't have a whole lot to sell. The roster is atrocious. The defense is terrible. They're not going to have a lot of preseason expectations. I just don't know what you sell except for one really big thing. And it's the biggest asset Josh Heupel has to offer this fan base, which is some identity on offense, an exciting offense that actually scores some points, slings the ball all around. This quarterback battle needs to be marketed to the fans for a number of reasons. Number one, transparency is a major problem in college athletics. Just ask Les Miles in LSU. The Tennessee Volunteers aren't going to win or lose any more or less games because we got to see these quarterbacks battle it out on the practice field. Why not market this? Feature the athletes out front on social media. Allow them to to grow their brand and maybe have a voice. Maybe make a little money when name, image, and likeness comes around. Put these practice reps out there. 
little clips, little highlights, show practice, live stream it. I don't care what you do. Be creative because the only thing you have to market right now to fans and maybe even to recruits is this quarterback battle. All four guys have talent. All four guys could be the starter. All four guys will be given a chance to compete. Why not from now until the end of fall camp, market this battle? Pull back the curtain and show your fans something. You will you will build a relationship with the fans. You will endear yourself if you're Josh Heupel to the fans. And oh, by the way, you're propping up your athletes, giving them a voice, giving them a platform, maybe even allowing them to generate some revenue. That is something that you can then go on the recruiting trail, turn around and sell to parents and players. Market the hell out of this quarterback battle. You're not going to win or lose extra games because some fans and media got to watch a couple of guys throw some out routes. It's not going to change what actually happens in the football season. I'm not talking about showing bad reps. I'm not talking about showing awful throws. I'm not talking about throwing kids under the bus to the media. I'm not talking about that stuff. This is an opportunity to lean in to some of the cool new things that are happening in college football for fans and for players and an opportunity to separate yourself from the rest of the SEC. The buttoned-up, corporate, paranoid, schizophrenic crap. It's all worthless and stupid, and it leads to what happens at LSU. This is an opportunity for Josh Heupel to separate himself immediately. He doesn't have a whole lot else to sell, folks. I would market the hell out of this quarterback battle, make it public, make it transparent, give something to your fans, and celebrate your athletes. There's a way to market this quarterback battle publicly and make it valuable for every party involved. Because frankly, right now, I'm not sure what else Tennessee football has to sell. Before we even get to the game against Carolina on Tuesday night, the Predators fans were dealt another injury blow. Captain Roman Yossi was placed on IR because of course he was and is week to week with an upper body injury. It's basically comical at this point. Yossi, Ryan Ellis, Matt Duchesne, Luke Cunnan, and UC Saros are all on the shelf right now. Those first three, Yossi, Ellis, and Duchesne, are three of the four highest paid players on the roster. Their combined yearly salary is $23 million per season and is about 30% of the total Preds roster. Again, this is bordering on comical. I am just not sure what other signs David Poyle or ownership needs to see to tell them to begin the sell-off and start the rebuild process. I'm just not sure what else you need to see. As far as the game on Tuesday night against Carolina, well, I will let Ryan Johansson's tone of voice and general overall demeanor tell you everything you need to know. I, th- I thought we played a really solid road game, to be honest. We did a lot of a lot of good things with a lot of key guys out of our lineup. A little penalty trouble in the second there, and I thought, you know, we were the better team five-on-five five play throughout the game, but that's uh, the way it goes sometimes, but I loved our guys' effort and compete tonight. Number one, he's not wrong. They were up to nothing on a very good team who's now won six straight games. By the way, they lost 3-2 to Carolina on Tuesday night. And he's not wrong. They're missing a lot of guys, as we just talked about, and they played very hard. They played a good hockey game against a good Carolina team, held their own, had the lead, and just came up short. I, I just honestly, I don't know what fans should expect right now. I don't think you can expect this team to do better than what they did on Tuesday evening. They're not closer to the playoffs. They're further away. But it's one of the best teams in their division, if not the best right now in Carolina. They're one of the hottest teams in the NHL. They've won six straight. They're more talented. They're better. And you're injured. I just don't know what fans should expect right now. And again, I go back to what I just said. I don't know what else David Poyle and the ownership group of the National Predators needs to see if they're going to have none of their best players in the lineup and they're entering the trade deadline. Everything says sell, sell, sell. 
Coming up on Wednesday night, the SEC tournament gets started with the old 12-13 matchup between Texas A&M and Vanderbilt. Both teams have been through a lot this year, and both are looking to end the season with some sort of positivity, so I guess that's worth checking out for sure. The Grizzlies are back in action on Wednesday night as well. After the All-Star break, Memphis is 16-16 and on the season and one game out of the playoffs in the Western Conference. The Grizz will host the Wizards, who are six games under 500. Tip time is at 7 o'clock Central Time. The 440 is built every morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. Building a new home or new addition to your home is a huge decision. It's super complicated, and it's a big-ticket item. The Kingston Group knows this and wants to make the process as painless as possible by working through every single minute detail on the front end. You want to be proud of your home. You want to be happy in your home. And, oh, by the way, you want to make money off of your home. Custom remodels or additions do all of this. And the Kingston Group, with their in-house design team, is the best way to get it done. Their work is exceptional. Check it out at buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media. Written and produced by Braden Gall. Music by William Tyler. William Tyler.